2: When sex is such a taboo in culture, as it is, sexuality
0: is going to manifest in such dark ways. You know, that's Mm -hmm. what needs to change. That's why the stigmatization and the criminalization are the things that lead to being so dangerous. You know, you can't heal all the parts of yourself and, like, leave your sexuality. For
2: most people, that is truly the most traumatized piece of themselves. Hello lovers, welcome back to Open Late. I am so excited to share this episode with you guys today because I brought my dear friend Ginger Banks, goddess that she is, back to the show because you guys loved her in the first episode and she and I just have so much to catch up on. We have some incredible stories for you and today is a bit of a roller coaster. I do want to warn you that there will be some triggers in this show and some sensitive content so just be forewarned. The show is not all doom and gloom, but we will talk about sexual violence. So you've been warned, and now please enjoy Ginger Banks. We've got Ginger Banks back in the house. Hello, buddy. This is the real Ginger Banks, and not the Ginger Banks who was texting me a few weeks back. <sighs> Um, Bro, that was so creepy. Yeah. We were dealing with a catfish situation. It was my first
0: catfish situation, but I know it wasn't yours. I oh, no, It's definitely not my first time, like for someone impersonating me, but it's the first time in a while that it was like someone that I knew that had like fallen for it.
2: You yeah. Know? You obviously feel duped when that happens and you kind of feel a little bit like, wow, how could I have like, been so silly. But this person spoke like you. And we were like having this conversation that you and I would so have. It was all about sexuality and spirituality and sex manifestation and all of these things. And I'm like having this amazing conversation with like my girl. And then then it got really sexy. And I was like, oh, Ginger. Okay. I didn't. You know, I didn't know Ginger thought about me like that. I was like very for a moment like okay, cool. Like yeah. cuz you know, like we're really good girlfriends. Totally. We we obviously we both love a lot of the same stuff. We've been to like some of the same parties.
0: It's not an unrealistic. We've kissed before. Yeah. It's not an unrealistic like thing that might have happened. No, not at all. But then it got like a
2: little too interesting. It's so and yeah, I was like, so wait, weird. I just have to double
0: check. So, so they, they told her that I have sex with my sister. Yeah. That's when she was like, okay, I need to text Ginger's... Real number or whatever." So I was just sitting there and I got a text message from her that said, am I talking to you right now? And I was like, oh my God, I instantly knew what was happening. I thought someone was trying to like steal my cryptocurrency or something. Like, yeah. That, first that shit is why. real. My worst like case scenario. You're like must guard my crypto. And yeah, so then you called me and I was like, oh God, that's like so weirdly violi- violating that someone's like pretending to be me mm-hmm. talking to my friend. And at first I thought it was like someone that we knew because mm-hmm. I was like unless her number is like publicly accessible somewhere
2: which then I found out it was oh.
0: <laughs> so I think it might have been one of you like one of the people who was listening to the podcast to be honest with you otherwise there's no other really like public association of us together mm-hmm. so yeah I think it was somebody who listened to the podcast and then like looked you up and then was like oh I have her phone number now I'm yeah a creep yeah it's very it, it, Yeah you know
2: what like you tried You tried to pull one over on me But I figured it out before yeah, I did. sent you any Naked photos cause that's what They wanted <laughs> You know, are, they like were getting
0: off to it, though. The oh, way you for were reading sure. It,
2: you know, like when you were, they, I was getting off ah! to it. Like, OK, so let me just yes. give like a little bit of breakdown, too. So I'm on a date with my other partner and I get this text message from a, a number that I don't know. And it says I have three outfits ready.
0: <laughs> so, so ginger. Smart, so smart.
2: And then And then the the follow-up text is, oh, sorry, it's Ginger. I didn't mean to send that to you. And I knew Ginger was in Joshua Tree, I think, like, at an event that weekend. So I'm like, classic Ginger. Of course, she has three outfits. Let me see those outfits, bitch. Like, I
0: want to see what you're going to wear. So smart. It's so weird.
2: Yeah. And then I was like, oh, is this your like bat phone? Or I think I said like burner phone or something. And you said, I call it my hookup line. Well, not you. Yeah. You know, ginger. Whatever. the the Finger out there. No ginger so Finger. Um, and so we start having this conversation. And the next morning, like Finger hits me up talking about how they just had an orgasm in this like cafe. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, well, it was like, you know, Fingers, like it was low key, but it was like so hot because there was like other people around, but they didn't realize it. And I'm like, oh, my God, tell me about that. And I had just found out that I was also energetic on the erotic blueprint. And so we start talking about like, you know, having orgasms and like sex transmutation. Like if the first book that I ever read that talked about like (sighs) using your orgasm for manifestation was Think and Grow Rich, you know. So we're talking about sexuality spirituality and then like and then the things I would talk about too
0: that's why that's why I thought it was someone that knew us or mm -hmm, knew me because that's how you talk at the very least it's a fan obviously because they're paying attention to how I talk and like the things that I'm interested in right now
2: yeah. Highest form of flattery until <laughs> I start getting these like hot photos of you. And that's when I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize. And I'm like, all right. And I'm thinking, I have no naked photos to send back. Oh. It made me realize that oh, I have I need like, to take more nudes. I need to take more nudes. What am I doing? I'm not even taking nudes. And then I was like, man, like Pasha's missing out on me having nudes and anyone else that I'm like, you know, hanging out with. And then I think about taking them, but I was like busy and I'm like, I'm going to send Ginger something back, but my day like yeah. got the best of me. And then they sent me, thank yeah, something about your sister, God. you and your sister. Thank
0: God you went too far. Yeah. You were smart, but not
2: smart enough not to do that. That would be a bummer. But I mean, it would, you know, like <laughs> I should know better. <laughs> Why didn't I text you two days earlier? Hey, love the fact that you have like a bat phone. <laughs> and you would have been like, that's not me. But <laughs> I was just it in such
0: a genius way. Kudos to you. Usually they just make fake Instagram accounts and like follow my friends and bothered them that way. This one went a little bit further, I guess. I feel
2: a little bit flattered. I feel so much closer to you. <laughs> now oh, that yeah. we've been anal, through this together to oh that. yeah they started talking to me about anal and i was like oh okay like yeah <laughs> it I sounds hot <laughs>
0: I was like, Ginger, bro. We're getting so close. I, I well, well you're smart. You're smart. You figured it out. Everybody yeah. needs to go through that. Mm-hmm. Everybody, like every now and then, it took you a while. That's good. Yeah, it did take it me you, two like, days until you get an I mean, for it took you a while for like you to experience that. That's good.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, hopefully oh, never again. It. Yeah. I'm flattered. Thank you. Cheers to you. Um, anytime you bring up incest is when I'm going to draw the line <sighs> Just for any future listeners i mean i am also very kinky but that is you know that's she's something like, i just i
0: was like i just didn't see that with you and your sister yeah she's like have you been around us i know i've yeah. met yeah. i've met like, her you're like they're not even physically affectionate so i don't yeah. know what she's talking about i'm like
2: okay I, i'm like i wish i had her number too I'm like hey ginger's Ginger, kind of gone off the
0: deep end there's some okay. things you should know do you know how your sister feels about you yeah <laughs> well, my sister... Okay, so my sister is also a webcam model. She like, does OnlyFans and stuff. So mm-hmm. we've taken naked pictures standing next to each other. Yeah. You know, like, we'll go to the pool. That's the photo that we'll I got. We'll be changing. Mm-hmm. And we'll take pictures next to each other in the mirror. Yeah. And so I guess a person could... Damn, people probably... Do you think they make money off of those? All my catfish, like... They make so much money. They probably do. I made a video on my Instagram the other day showing how like my Instagram is like super hidden and super suppressed. So Mm. if you type in ginger banks, only my catfish and only scammers come up. Really? Literally like 30 plus accounts. Oh my God. If you type in the ginger bank without like my last letter, it still isn't me. If you type in like my exact username, I'm still like the fourth or fifth account that comes up. I'm not even the first one that comes up. So that they're, is they're like so... trying to hide us and suppress us because we're sexual related sex accounts. You know, yeah. say OnlyFans girls. I don't know whatever they put us under, what category. But yeah, so that's what ends up happening. And so they like send my fans who look for me mm-hmm. straight there. Like I posted a video, that video I made it for TikTok. And everybody on TikTok was like, I thought you didn't have an Instagram. I literally <gasps> went to look for you. And Whoa. I find you on Instagram So I was like Well that's why it's so important That you
2: share that stuff on your stories You're always sending people Like exactly where they need to be. I think it's Yeah it's so important Otherwise people Aren't gonna find you because the straight
0: to the scammers The
2: ban is only gonna get worse I don't know if I told you But like I My stuff gets banned Oh yeah And I'm talking about You know like I, I do it in the most like I'm trying to educate people About like sexuality And whatever And like consciousness And my shit still gets banned No,
0: anything sex related for some reason is like, unless you're part of like some giant record label or something like that, they'll let it like slide. Yeah. Like Nicki Minaj. And then they have like this thing called a whitelist. So certain celebrities get added to this like thing called a whitelist. Really? Have like more privileges. Yeah. There have been uh, Instagram or Facebook employees who have talked about it. So if you look like, you know, Miley Cyrus, Nicki Minaj, all these people, they're posting like they're, they're fully naked. They're like, ta- they're so sexual. And they're, you're like, how is this allowed? I'm trying to figure out what the rules are. Yeah. And the rules are intentional vague so I try to see what other people are posting to see what goes against the rules right the present, and that's not a reliable way to do it because certain people have different privileges so we would do do
2: you just get your
0: photos like taken down what happens so I haven't had a photo taken down in a while I guess I think it was like a two or three weeks ago I posted something and I said like Lincoln bio mm. and it got taken down whoa. For like soliciting adult services, and I was like, "There's like seven links in my bio. I could have been talking like, about any
2: one of them." Also, millions of but, people have only fan <laughs> links in their bio, not just you. I'm
0: not allowed. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. So like, I it's it's very frustrating to have like such big online platforms and not being able to like advertise myself and my business, but. I find a way around it. You know, if you're just a sexy girl online, people will like figure it out. But TikTok's the only place where my platforms like really actually grow. Yeah. And it's the only place that I can actually make my like other platforms grow. Like when mm. something goes viral on my TikTok, my Instagram and my Twitter also blows up. Okay. Those are the only ways that those like grow these days.
2: Yeah. So. I so I'm hearing that I really need to get on TikTok totally You, <laughs> She's told me so many times. And you've told me to take the other work that I do onto OnlyFans, like the guided meditation and exactly. sound healing. And
0: there's so many people on there. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's just like a numbers game, you know? If there's like one platform where there's millions of people on there. Yeah. They already have their credit cards in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Just try and do like a free sound bath on TikTok and see like how many people come into your room. Like, see, just try it out, you know? Okay. I guarantee you, you'll like, that's the thing with the TikTok algorithm. It just like connects you with people who like wanna see that stuff. Right. Okay, I'm sold. I'm doing it's it. Maybe because I was searching for sound bowls for my sister for Christmas, they started popping up in my feed. Box. That's right. Yeah. Okay, deal. I will get on
2: TikTok and I will put some of my sound healings and everything on OnlyFans because also that's a community that I would love to serve, which I I like want to get to in this conversation. But the deal is you have to put your fashion stuff on Instagram because everybody, if you're not already following Ginger, obviously you will after this episode, but she is such like an amazing and not fashionista in the sense of the word, like where you see so many fashion influencers. She is like- the boho chic, like festival friends. costume, like beautiful dress, like guru. And all of our thank girlfriends you. are like, Ginger, where did you get that? Where yeah, did you yeah, get yeah, that? Thank you. Like, if <laughs> I, she's you. like, if I had a nickel for every time somebody asked me where my dress was from, I'd have more money than I do
0: from people my OnlyFans. Fans. Yeah, I know. I don't even think about that. I guess I have this like weird internal thing with like advertising, but it's not really like I'm, I'm not influencing people. It's literally just what I'm already buying for myself yeah. and like showing it off. So that's like a, it's a, the most ethical way to advertise i think is just to like recommend things to your friends and that's basically what i'd be doing so i will do it i promise
2: thank you give us your Guaranteed. clothes i wish i was your size i would come raid your closet
0: hey you yeah. never know
2: i that's yeah. true i could probably wear some of your short dresses just the long ones would be too
0: long for me all right i'll start doing this please do. dream become a stylist people pay me to buy clothes for them really I'm That's not, your dream job? No, but that would be so much fun. I have so many cool things saved on like so many cool like websites just like for fun.
2: So, yeah. Oh, my God. I love this for you. That would be fun. I love finding out stuff about my friends that I don't know that they want to do. I want to help make I've it happen. I've always been
0: into fashion, honestly. Mm-hmm. I had like a, I had a subscription to Vogue magazine when I was like seven. Really? Eight, nine, 10, yeah. That's really cute. I thought it would just... I was really into the the sexy advertisements. To yeah. With you. Like Dolce & Gabbana advertisements were always just like so crazy and like yes. creative and sexual. I remember. Mm-hmm. I would always save them. Mm-hmm. I actually drew. I think I drew like. I drew a really sexy scene from like David Beckham and Victoria Beckham, in like this magazine shoot for like one of my art finals. (laughs) You're like in seventh grade. Looking back, I'm like, yeah, it was always there. Yeah, (laughs) the signs were always there. Okay, I'm gonna hold
2: you accountable to this only because I, yeah, (laughs) I can do that. (laughs) Okay, so it was really hard because you've been you've been here for like almost two hours, and we had this brunch, and I feel like you're you are boiling over with a story for me. Okay,
0: things like kind of. Ended with my ex. We've been off mm-hmm. and on, and I really wanted to rebound hard. So I was like, "Who's been flirting with me?" So I picked this dude. I was talking to him for a little bit. I'm like, "Do I know him? No. Okay. I do not know right. him. You've never, you've never met him." But then he just ran he says some weird shit to me and i was like he said this really weird thing to me and i was like okay i'm just not gonna i started i was shopping that day i didn't really like pay attention then he sends me this video you might (laughs) the sound is what's weird though so i don't know how show it play it listen he sent me this video out of
1: nowhere so i'm gonna slit your belly Huge gorgeous German dick inside of you and my stomach.
0: What for like two? This is like a two-minute video, and this guy's like, I can't, this guy's like partially like I kind of it seems like he wants to fuck him and also is like kind of scared, but he just sends this to me out of nowhere. In addition to another video where he's like not harassing harassing a homeless person, kind of, but being nice about it, like being like, No, let's play, let's go over here, and this like screaming, and I was like I legitimately would have, like, invited this guy over to have sex with him. Wow. Like, before he, like, started. And I was like, out of nowhere, he just sends these to me. Hasn't even acknowledged them since he sent it to me. And I started talking to some other people that know him. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's, like, losing his mind right now. And I was just like... My first thought was like, I'm so glad he doesn't know where I
2: live. Yes. This is, I was literally just talking about this the other day, how, and I I mean, I feel like we talk about this a lot, but everyone's like, oh, you know, women guard their sexuality so much more and have through the ages. And it's like, we have to, like, we we are
0: in danger 24 seven. Of, like, Literally, it makes me like never ever want to like meet someone off a dating app and like invite them over to have sex right away. Like, I've seen this person like a, I've not, a lot of different times, and they've never given me any indication that they are like this unstable. Yeah. And now I'm like, I never want to be alone around this person. Like, yeah. If I ever see them again, I'm going to be like, what in your mind made you think that that was appropriate video to send to someone randomly? I know. And like, you don't want to text that probably because
2: you don't know like how unhinged they're going to become. Right. They
0: never, I never want to interact with them again unless I absolutely have to.
2: Yeah. Look, mental health people, please take care of your mental health. And my therapist,
0: I showed that to her. (laughs) She was like, he is, he's mentally unstable and you need to stay away from him.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. My
0: sister was like, do you think that guy's missing? And I was like, that's like one of the things I thought too, is like, it's so... The guy in the video? Yeah, dude, it's so weird. The whole video was talking about about killing him. Like it's like two and a half minutes, like two minutes of him like doing that. And the guy's just like clearly like, no, like I want you to like fuck me in the ass. And then he keeps talking about killing him and he's like, uh... Like getting weirder, it gets. It's for like a long. The guy clearly is not. It's not like you know. We weren't like playing some weird sex game. It just came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't even. I'm like seven thirty at night. I was just like hanging out with my dogs, and I was like, oh, he sent me two videos, and I was like, what?
2: I'm like at such at a loss for word. My mind is thinking like, should you? Well, I mean, I don't know him. It sounds like. You are in a circle that a lot of people know know him. Like he
0: said he was interested in also. And I like showed her those videos and she was just like, what the fuck? Like, that's the crate. Yeah. (laughs) Like, even if someone's acting weird, they weren't acting that weird,
2: Not in front of us. I feel like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't want to be extreme, but my mind is like, does that video need to go to like the the police? That's what I The video need to go to the police just, just for safety. Just in case. Yeah. I mean look, I think that we, we've talked about, I'm like such at a loss for words. Person. <laughs> I,
0: mean, I literally would have invited them over to my house and had sex with them.
2: When, I mean, as like, you would not know if somebody is extremely He's like unstable. So
0: attractive. He's like such a physically attractive person that like, that makes me also like,
2: I'm is like, it like the movie? Now. Like what's the movie? American psycho. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, Jason they, Bateman. Is that such
0: a hot, like serial killer vibes? That's so scary. He would be like the most famous serial killer ever if he was a serial killer because he's so attractive. Wow. So scary to think about.
2: It is really. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when sex is such a taboo in culture as it is, especially with things like, you know, sex work and the way that like people, you know, stigmatize everything from porn to just sexuality and like,
0: I don't even know your what, relationship style, which is this podcast is about that stigmatized. Absolutely. That's people, like, I've d- seen the craziest comments on TikTok about that lately. Like You can't love your partner if you like even want to have a threesome.
2: Yeah. When, when you have that version of like, when you have that narrative, like in a dominant culture, like sexuality is going to manifest in such dark ways. And Seriously. you're going to end up with people like this walking around in the world. Like, you know, not saying that he is. Oh my god, because he's probably going to listen, and he's going to be like, "I'm not a serial killer." I swear to God, no, he like I have del- a sick he sense like of humor.
0: His Instagram and stuff. Because I was going to go block him on Instagram. Oh really? His accounts either deleted or it's like he changed his username. Yeah. Or like. Or yeah, but apparently he's been like losing his mind. I showed this to a couple of people that like know him, and they were like, they weren't surprised by it. One person was like, "Yeah, he sent that to me the other day too," and I was like, "What?
2: Okay." You need to get some, it's like a cry some for help, bro. professional help, bro. I mean, and that's what hopefully I'm... all of his friends will encourage him to as well. Seriously, though. Yeah. Are you gonna say something to him eventually? I, I, or?
0: Um I'll, I'll probably like come across him on accident eventually. He frequents a place that I frequent. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know where so that when, is. So what if that happens, I'm gonna be like, um, uh... You're on, I can't, that was like a completely inappropriate video to send me. So you're not allowed to speak to me.
2: Um, so many, people who have these either and we're not saying this guy, but now that this topic has brought up, who have like sick sick sexual tendencies, um, and and acts of like violence that turn into violence or even worse, like they will always target sex workers and no, also like Native American women. Or homeless people. Or homeless like people. They homeless. Mm-hmm. Because those are like the least usually accounted for and yeah. cared for people in society. Cool.
0: There's like a way that the authorities or like police has like, there's like a term that they've used for those types of lives. I'm trying to think of the word of it. There's like a a phrase of it. Fuck, I can't remember it. But it's basically like the lives are like, like worthless or like not of value. Oh, wow. Like person of non-value or something like that. They like have like mm. a there was like a code that they would put on like wow. cases to be like you know oh uh, like you know we can put this family back not burner and look for them yeah like that yeah. Um, a sex worker that I know was actually like sexually assaulted by this man. She like saw she woke up she like metabolizes the drugs that he was using to she would he would hire these sex workers drug them and she metabolized the drugs fast and faster than normal and so uh-huh. she woke up and saw him like taking pictures of her ID and stuff and the way he would do this is he would do this. And then he would threaten the girls and be like, I'm going to out you to your family members if you tell anybody. Wow. And so she went online and she started realizing that, oh, they like, he's talked about in like the sex worker forums. And she's like, I need to do something about it. So she risked literally everything to go to the FBI to like, take wow. this guy down. And it f- turns out that he was like, he was being flown all over the country. He was a doctor and like the, his doctor's office was mailing out this like rape kit, basically with like sex toys and like, uh, restraints and the drugs to drug the girls and stuff like this. And she's the only person that came forward. It was on video. They had evidence they were going to give them immunity and no other girls wanted to come forward because obviously the stigma that surrounds sex work is so bad that they didn't want their families to find out. Wow. So that's what happens when the stigma gets so bad is mm-hmm. they create these perfect victims. Literally, they're perfect victims for these people to come after. Yeah. This girl like risked everything to help future sex workers. And she did. She saved this guy's this guy would have kept doing oh for sure. It's a perfect example of how it's not about access to sex. This guy had hired sex workers. Mm-hmm. These girls would have gladly fucked him Mm -hmm. if they would have been awake to do it. But that's not what he got off on. He got off on the power and the control and like the exploitation. That's what he would get off on. So like, that's the lesson here. And also the lesson is to like, not stigmatize this to the point where people can't come forward when they've been like victimized like this, you know, Mm -hmm. that's what needs to change. That's why the stigmatization and the criminalization are the things that lead to being it like so dangerous, you know, the fact that it's a crime to do it. Yeah. I did it, a fuck a fan contest like a couple years ago, and I went and I fucked my fan. And as I was doing it, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm making this guy's life right now! Like and this is like he's like getting to fuck his like version of his rock star." Wait, I didn't even right know now. that was a thing. Hold, <laughs> Hold on, on. <laughs> this is incredible so I did a raffle, and this guy bought like so many tickets. He like knew he was going to win. He did win. And so I had sex with him. And as I was doing it, I kept thinking like, this is technically illegal what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Come for me, prosecutors in Hawaii. I don't care. But like I was, as I was doing it, I was like, I cannot believe that this is illegal. I can't believe the U S government has come in and be like, you can't do this. You can't like accept thousands of dollars to make, to have a mutually beneficial. Cause it's not like I, Like, we had fun. I was making his
2: yeah like life life, life like dream come true so much
0: fun I've known this. you're like for his Mick Jagger years, too I've known yeah. him for eight
2: years. Oh, really you know? he was so like a, a fan good fan so yeah long. no Ginger why would they why let would you be... do that when we have things like marriage where someone could uh, essentially so purchase stupid, you as well and guarantee your safety and a roof over your head exactly. for the rest of your life so come on like way. let's the just needs to be
0: involved somehow seriously like so and and you know it's so true though because is the people who are in like the unhealthy like, relationships, I'm all like like up. Yeah. The people who are sex workers unofficially, and they don't really like realize it. Like they're in the marriages where their husband doesn't care if they want to have sex. They have like, you know, like, Oh, I put a roof over your head. Those like terribly un- toxic situations. Yeah. Sex workers really trigger them. Mm. I've noticed, I've started to see a lot of girls who I'm like, you do all this work for this person and you just like get a free place to stay. You fuck them and you like you like do all of raise the their things. kids, like you know, like you do that, and like that's the only thing you get out of the situation. You never like get any money, like you do, and you're not allowed to fuck anybody else. And like I'm like that's at least sex workers get to fuck other people. At least they get two thousand dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. My friends like like to fuck. Like that is so much money. Yeah, tell me one other job where a woman can get paid that so much money. This is why
2: like people are so triggered by non-monogamy as exactly. well because it's literally and you know. It's a st- in the face of like
0: traditional.
2: Exactly. Like we can talk all day about (laughs) how like marriage is such a product of like capitalism and the patriarchy. And it's just like a transfer of ownership of not only property, but people. And that is why people get so, so triggered because we're like towing the line of both, especially Pasha and I, because we're doing the like marriage thing. Yeah, like we have a license for the government to say that we could do a fucking religious sacrament because that's what it is. And then you
0: you pay less in taxes. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's benefits Mm -hmm. who get married. Yeah, it's like so why wouldn't you why wouldn't you take advantage of that like?
2: Yeah. Uh, Wait. So I know I feel like we um, need a clearing breath after that. Let's take a deep breath.
0: uh, It's nice, though, to like be able to like pinpoint what needs to change. That's mm -hmm. something that gives me a lot of courage. You know, it's encouraging to see people putting themselves on the line and risking things to change things. You know, Mm -hmm. like that's why I'm glad I have friends that are like that, you know, that are willing like right now, like this is like. Yeah. Amazing. Well, and you've done that so much.
2: Like you you just can we talk about the documentary a little bit? It's coming out tomorrow.
0: Oh my God, really?
2: Yeah. Whoa. So by the time this episode comes out, you guys definitely need to go check out
0: it's a BBC news documentary called The Like, it's about Ron Jeremy, the fall of a porn icon. It's about how I was involved in, like, creating this YouTube video that brought all of his allegations to light and put them in just, like, a really easy-to-see format. And so then, like, the prosecutors heard about it. Well, first a journalist heard about it, and then he started getting banned from expos. And then there was, like, a special a uh, unit created to, like, do, like, Hollywood crimes or something like that. So it was, like, Harvey Weinstein they did, and then they did Ron Jeremy, and then, like, this other director who was accused of a lot of sexual assault, but he was arrested in June 2020, and he's still in jail. He's been indicted, and then they're going to, like, go to trial eventually, but it's, like, COVID, so it's taking forever.
2: Yeah, so just to, like, give the listeners a little bit more context, if you don't know, Ron Jeremy was accused of, like, raping girls on set?
0: Um, Everywhere. Like, everyone uh uh just a, a lot he has I think it's over 30 charges of sexual assault and rape but he would one of the things he would do is he would go to expos he would get hired to do like events everywhere you know like this like mainstream this one porn guy who like broke into the mainstream and he would just like put his hands up girls skirts grab their tits start sucking on them like just doing that like in broad daylight in the middle of these events and everyone yeah. would kind of be like oh well isn't that what they do in porn you know like oh that's like porn and like people like fr- friends around the girls would be like nah I mean what did you think you got going up to or saying hi to Ron Jeremy, me, like stuff like that. It's like, oh, I would think that
2: there would, would be actual respect and consent. Like if you want to touch me. me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you know, like that started happening a lot. That was kind of normalized at these adult entertainment expos. And then us webcam girls who work from home and, you know, like we don't, nobody ever really touches us or if they do, it's our fucking boyfriends. We started going to these expos too. And all of these people would touch us and we'd be like, get the fuck off of us. What do you mean? Like, this is not cool. Yeah. One of my friends, uh, she tweeted something like that. She's like, I'm sick and tired of him being treated like a King. He fingered me without my consent the first time I ever met him and all of the responses were just like, there were so many people being like, yeah, that he did this to me. He did this. Wow. To me. Then I started talking around in the industry, like being like, have you heard about Ron Jeremy? And they were like, oh yeah, that's what Ron does. Like this one company that had just hired mm. him to like host their award show. I was like, so you knew, and then you still hired him to host the award show. Like that's, and I'm trying to fight for like the, the world to respect us or treat us with respect, you know? And they, they're like lifting this guy up. Who's like known to sexually assault like, so what is that going to do for our reputation out in the world? Like yeah. you're sending this guy out, you're encouraging him, you know? And so I eventually was like, just like trying to get him banned from the expos is the one, number one thing I wanted was like, take away his access to victims. And so I made this like YouTube video. I just went on the internet and found, I found so much stuff on the internet that when I was making the YouTube video, I was like, okay, what can I put into this video? That's not going to make it 45 minutes long. Yeah. I need to make it like 10 minutes. Like that's how long it needs to be. And so I was like putting it in. And so then got picked up by Rolling Stone. Then he started, apparently one of the expo owners said that they showed him this YouTube video and he was like, oh, there's nothing wrong. Like he was like, yeah, that's just what I do. I'm a groper. That's like a quote from him in one of his interviews. It's like, I'm a groper.
2: Well, just like our former president. Oh. I mean, like oh, yeah. we live in a society that's like totally
0: acceptable. It's just. Yeah, I'm it's... pretty sure he was a Trump supporter or at least the manager of his Twitter account. Apparently, he like got into this like kind of Twitter fight with me and was like saying a lot of Trump quotes. And then a couple of years later, I found out that that was like he had a manager. I think he had a manager who was running his Twitter account that kind of poured a little fuel on the fire for him unintentionally, okay. which is like looking back like. Huh. Yeah, if you could just shut up, I wonder how all this would have progressed, you know? Yeah. But yeah, BBC made a documentary about it that's coming out and, and
2: it's really good. Yeah, and you're in it. Mm. Yeah, it's coming out tomorrow, December to 11th. Thank Bye. you for the work that you do because you you are in so many different pools of the playing field when it comes to being an activist and also like being a voice and using your platform for good and like just wanting to help women also, not just like be a crusader against like what is going wrong, but I really want to talk about today the work that you're doing for sex workers to help them heal from trauma, to heal from like toxic relationships. And you are part of a retreat that's coming up.
0: Yeah. Can we talk about the retreat? Totally. Um, Pineapple support is doing a little day retreat after the end of the new, there's this expo that's going to be in Los Angeles. And so pineapple support subsidizes therapy for sex workers. Mm -hmm. You basically say how much you can afford to pay and they'll pay the rest of it. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so whoever's working with that organization is clearly like trying to put in the work and we're going to do like a day of just teaching them things that they can take away from the retreat, you know, to like integrate into their everyday life and like things to help. And I, I think that potentially like some sort of weekly zoom meeting or something like that, or monthly zoom meeting is like really, really essential because something that's been key for my healing journey has been like consistent community Yes. And I've been really grateful to have that. And so I would like to help provide that to them. Yes. Because I... And also every single sex worker has their own little like like group of people who listen Mm -hmm. to them and respect them online. And it's just like my goal is always to come in contact with people and make them their own little gurus. Yes. You know, where like, you know, I feel like two years ago, I would not have considered myself someone that like people could come to for advice and things like that. And when I have like like Johnny texting me that he wants advice from me. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? You're like one of the people I like respect the most in this world. And so like to have that mutually beneficial relationship and things like that, where I'm like, I would not have been someone that I don't think two years ago, someone would have come to me and like said something like that to me. So it's like everybody else has the ability to become that person. And like, that's how we just like, like, yeah. this little like sprinkling. I'm like imagining like a, like a electricity thing, just like spreading out over all over the world because... I don't know. I, someone said this quote the other day at like the Curiosity Bears party. It was, um, you're not going to be able to solve everything, but you're going to be able to do your part or something like that. Mm. But you still need to do your part. And it gave me a lot of relief because I was like, I'm not actually going to be able to solve everything. Like I need to remind myself of that. Like, yeah. How do I solve homelessness? Yeah. "Ah,
2: There are a lot of people that are going to be required to solve the big things like that. However, like every single person needs to show up and do their part so that the whole can really happen.
0: Exactly, And I think a lot of like things to do with homelessness, are these things that we're trying to teach people like early on in their life like preventing trauma in 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 general is like mm-hmm. I think the biggest should be one of our biggest goals like like imagine like the, the imagine like the effort we have against like smoking mm-hmm. but we did that for like childhood trauma or like healing people yeah. or like emotional maturity mm-hmm. like government campaigns like that were like Dude, everywhere I go, there's some like stupid corny ass ad for like not smoking that I'm just like people smoke and they do these things because they don't know how to handle their emotions. Right. Because they can't handle stress. And then they end up, that's how they traumatize people. So like these are things and like trauma leads to, you know, heart, like high blood pressure, all these problems. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's a health crisis. And like, we don't, so like, yes, one of the things I'm really passionate about Mm -hmm. is like teaching people about this and like that they can heal themselves. Mm -hmm. Like everybody can become their own self healer. And that is going to resonate with the people around you too, especially if you don't like put up with their behavior you're like, you're not allowed in my life if you send me videos of you saying you're going to cut someone open and fuck them. Yeah. Like that's just not unless we like have pre-established in our kinky dynamic. That right. That's something you're into. And we're going to do it in this safe space of BDSM. Mm hmm. Then we'll talk about some kinky shit, but that was not what was going on. <laughs> I was eating dinner.
2: Yeah, seriously, Un-a- not asked for, bro. Um, <laughs> said. Seriously, wow, this conversation has like literally been on the most fun roller coaster. I love when you're here, but I, I really am excited for the retreat and what's going to come out of it because it's really just like that's like the a tipping for point me, yeah. for you. And I know that you want to do so much more. I love the idea totally. of having consistency and creating like a mastermind out of it right well like, like
0: the, the thing that one of the things that came out of your retreat in Sedona that I've been really trying to think about and marinate on is what would like a physical place for healing that allows like sexual healing as well that might be a physical space for that.
2: Yeah. That was my next question actually, because I know that the, the vision is so much bigger for you because you do view sex as a healing tool. And I think oh. there's so many people in the world who already do that. I mean, there's, there's a ton of work being done around like sex transmutation and t- Tantra in, in general, like these ancient exactly. arts of energetic breathwork and movement in the body that all lend themselves to sexuality. And it's really about using your life force energy. So exactly. what does that look like? Like a healing center?
0: So that's what I'm trying to think of. I think that the way to get around laws and stuff is not to make the focus about Mm -hmm. sex, 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 you know, because like, if you do that, then your people are going to have opposition to you. So I think having a physical space that's for like community, et cetera, that also is open to sex and sexual healing Mm -hmm. is what I'm trying to like. I'm like more putting my idea around, like there's not going to be alcohol sold there. It's going to be a very healing healthy Mm -hmm. place. Like everything there is going to be something that's supposed to like help raise your consciousness levels, like heal you, things like that, whatever that might be. But it needs to be also needs to be super sex positive. Yeah. Know? Because that is part of being a human, you know, you can't heal all the parts of yourself and like leave your sexuality, like on the back. Burner.
2: For most people, that is truly the most traumatized piece of themselves because we have, I mean, we have so much, there's just so much, you know, sexual molestation that happens when people are young and abuse, but also... Even people who haven't been abused have totally. had like traumatic society, sexual experiences yo. just because like you're not actually taught anything about your own sexuality. Totally. So even if you have like a half decent first experience, it's still traumatic because like likely someone didn't tell you about your own pleasure, totally. about how to like take care of yourself. So then like the after effects of sex when you don't know that you're supposed to pee can send you into a tailspin of years of like medical issues. Yeah. and then you just like never want to have sex I think it's
0: mostly viewed as bad too it's mostly talked about in a negative way in society in most regards like if you go back and watch the stuff we used to watch like the media we used to consume and like you know that was getting ingrained into our subconscious like I follow the holistic psychologist she's Mm -hmm. one of the gurus that has like really helped me I love her so much she was posting the other day she like did like a poll like how do you feel when it comes to sex and most people were like guilty shame Mm -hmm. things like that and I was like holy shit there's just so much work to be done here. And the other thing that I like really noticed is I read so many books, like so many books and a lot of these really intelligent people like Dr. Do- Dr. Joe Dispenza and things like that. They'll still talk about sex and label it. Like they'll, they'll label it, like they'll wrap it into one big thing and call it like lust or like ne- label it negatively, which is yeah. like so weird to me to think that this tool, which is very powerful Like it only is viewed as like a bad thing. Like, no, that's not true. Like, you know, you know that life. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know how we get people? Life comes from this thing. Like how beautiful that is. Like it's the womb of ascension. It's literally. And that's like the most ironic thing that I love to talk about now is that the church has been like the number one has cut off like sexuality. And I think it's like one of the quickest ways to like God realization or like mystical sexual experience. For sure. But they're cutting people off from that because you literally cannot have one of those until you feel safe. And you, most people don't feel safe with themselves when it comes to sex. And so it's just ironic that the church has cut people off from this thing that makes, I feel like makes people get more in touch with their spiritual, spirituality. So... Well, no, know. I mean, here, why Why <laughs> would we want awesome anybody a but a bishop exactly. to be able to have like this communion with the Lord? Like, oh <laughs> my God. People, like you can reach God when you have sex. Like that's probably the worst. Like the church does not want people to know that. Sorry. <laughs> They're like, you need to come here and you need to give us 10% of your money.
2: Yeah. And and I feel ten years old again, passing out in the pews at Saint Nicholas of
0: Tolentine. Which <laughs> um, was like the most, like, oh, like pull out my hair. I would, I'll, you know, the funniest thing, I would always read this one part of my teen Bible that was about sex over and over. You opened my <laughs> You're like Bible getting off to it, right up to the sex part. No, it was like it's so bad, all these things, and I, I, I wish I, I'm going to go look for that Bible when I go home for Christmas. You should do that. Please send us a picture. Take some notes. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> <Or> <laughs> Exhibit a. Stop masturbating you are. <laughs> Ginger's Bible. (laughs) Exhibit A, here we go. No, I can't wait to bring home some of those relics. Oh my gosh.
2: Well, I feel like we've covered a lot today. I don't even know where we are in the timeline of things. Um, But I always, (laughs) yeah, this was a really good one. I want to save all the rest for after. You guys, thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions for Ginger, I do know that she'll be a repeat (laughs) guest and we'll keep doing these. So let us know what you want to hear about next. Yes. Ask away. Ask away. Ask away. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to leave us a review on Apple. And before you go, I want to make sure that you know about our free gift for the holidays. So here at Open Late, we created a dictionary to make sure that you know how to communicate if you're trying to open your relationship or just have conversations around alternative relationship styles and ways to explore monogamy, non-monogamy, and just intimacy in general in a deeper way with your partner or partners. So the dictionary is free. You can go to the link in the show notes or the link in my bio on Instagram to download it right now. My dear sweet friend Madison Girafalco helped me with this dictionary by illustrating all of the terms and definitions with stick figures. Some of them are just so brilliant, they're like little comic strips, and the book is really great. It's a resource, it's a tool, you can give it as a gift. I would love, love to have this in the hands of all of my listeners. So go ahead and download your free
1: 18 plus.